we welcome you to the Lutheran Prayer Hour. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the
from Matthew, the 8th chapter. When Jesus came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, But go, show yourself to the priests, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. When he entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, appealing to him, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and recline at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the sons of the kingdom will be thrown out into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And to the centurion Jesus said, Go, let it be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. O Lord, have mercy on us. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of 
Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When our Lord Jesus had finished his Sermon on the Mount, he manifested his glory. He revealed himself as the Lord of Jews and Gentiles, the one whose word cleanses the unworthy by faith. And out of today's Gospel, three particular phrases have found their way right into the service of the Church. Let us learn from this Gospel how to take up God's word. The first phrase is what the leper and the centurion have in common. They come to Jesus and they address him as Lord. And the word they use in Greek is Kyrie. Now, sometimes this word in the Gospels might just be translated as Sir, a polite way to address an old rabbi, any of them. But we know this word, Kyrie. It is part of the divine service that's named after it. And in some places, it is even still sung in Greek today, Kyrie eleison. This is the song, Lord, have mercy upon us. The Kyrie is our most basic prayer, Lord, have mercy. If you ever don't know what to pray, pray, Lord, have mercy. This prayer includes every other prayer and sums all of them up. It's also at the very same time a confession of who God is. Jesus Christ is Lord, Kyrie. And our Lord shows his divine power chiefly in showing mercy. He has compassion on the suffering, on the sorrowful, on the sinful even. Our Kyrios, our Lord, is merciful. So we are not afraid to call upon him in every trouble. Pray, praise, and give thanks to him. Kyrie. In the Gospel reading, Kyrie also helps emphasize Jesus' epiphany. The leper calls Jesus Lord, which in Hebrew is the particular name of God, Yahweh, the I Am, the Lord, as it is in most of our Bibles. This is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that God is none other than Jesus of Nazareth. Since Jesus sends this man to the priests at the temple to offer the sacrifices commanded by Moses, we see that he is a Jew. But the centurion also calls Jesus Lord and receives healing from him. And Jesus says, marveling at his faith, Amen, I tell you, many shall come from the east and the west to sit at table and eat with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The Gentiles, in other words, have every right to call Jesus their I am, their Lord also, our Kyrie. He is Lord, not by flesh and blood, indeed. Many sons of the kingdom will be cast out into the darkness on that day. But those who trust in Jesus Christ as Lord are the true sons. They have the Lord as their own, because they have found him revealed in mercy. This, then, is the first great portion of God's word that we take up. Lord, have mercy. Kyrie eleison. Indeed, he is willing. He has come in the flesh to take our sins and our uncleannesses into himself and to put them to death in his body. And he is risen to raise us also. At the last day, if not sooner, the Lord will cleanse and will remove all infirmities from us. And we will recline with the saints in our Lord's eternal mercy at the last day. Now, the faith of the Jewish leper, however, is eclipsed by that faith of the Gentile soldier, the Roman centurion. Jesus marvels at his faith. And what is that faith? It's not simply a cry for the Lord to have mercy, but it's a cry that's mixed with confidence and humility. 
Now those might not seem to go together, confidence and humility, but they do. And it is shown in the saying of the centurion, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. Where is this man's humility located? Well, it's toward himself. He is a Gentile and the Savior of the Jews ought not be troubled by his problems. That's true. He is a sinner and God doesn't owe him anything. That's also true. And humbly acknowledging this, the centurion stands before the Lord. His confidence is not placed in himself. It's not in his status or his good works or his origins or his backgrounds or any such thing. Where is the man's confidence located? Entirely in the word of Jesus Christ. And that is the amazing part, isn't it? If the Lord says so, this man knows that he has every reason for confidence. Think about the Old Testament. Another great story and revelation of God's glory is when Naaman, the Syrian military man, didn't come with the half of the faith that this centurion had. When Naaman came, it was with ideas about how the Lord ought to heal him with a show. He came over to the prophet and said, Here you go. I want you to wave your hands. I want you to call out to God. And instead, Naaman got just a little promise connected to the Jordan River water. But Naaman's servants recognized what the centurion came confessing today. They said to their master, Do you actually have a word from the Lord? What more do you need? Will you not trust it? The word is enough. And the word cleansed Naaman of his leprosy, even in the waters of the Jordan. The word cleanses you, dear Christians, even in the waters of your baptism. The word cleanses and heals the centurion's servant too. If only the Lord would speak it. And of course he does. That is the authority that the centurion in today's gospel recognizes. The word of Jesus has all authority in heaven and on earth, as he says at the end of Matthew's gospel. This is the word that creates light and earth and everything in it. This is the word that makes lepers clean. This word makes sinners forgiven. God's word does what it says. So, only say it, Lord, and it will be amen. It will be so. This marvelous little prayer of faith, humble with respect to ourselves as sinners, but confident with respect to God's sure promises. This is the traditional Christian prayer before receiving the sacrament. I myself, as a pastor, pray it quietly before I eat the Lord's body. And all of you Christians also may pray it to yourself in the pew or as you walk up to the uh, altar or as you kneel at the communion rail. And what a perfect prayer is, is, isn't it? We adjust it slightly, I suppose, so that we can apply it to ourselves. Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. Yes, our houses, but even more so here at the Lord's Supper, even come under the roof of my mouth. But only say the word and your servant, that's me, and you, will be healed. Now what can cleanse us to receive the Lord's body and blood? Well, only the Lord's word of forgiveness. 
But that's the very word that makes his body and blood present for our forgiveness, as his words say. It is the word that he gladly speaks. What this little prayer borrowed from that centurion says is nothing other than what you have learned all your life from the scriptures and from the small catechism. The one who is truly worthy and well prepared to eat and drink the Holy Communion is the one who has faith in these words, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Whoever has these words and believes them has exactly what they say. The Lord is no liar after all. He is a man of authority and his words are not empty, spoken rather with the full divine authority of God. He is the Lord and he has mercy and we are healed, cleansed, forgiven, just as he says. The last phrase from today's gospel that makes it into our common use is the one that Jesus says to the centurion, let it be done for you as you believe. These are the words that the pastor speaks in individual or private confession and absolution. They're in the catechism's brief order of confession, also in our hymnals version on page 293 and 292. Jesus wants his powerful word of forgiveness to be spoken to humble, believing sinners. And God has given this authority to men, the authority to forgive sins on earth. The forgiveness which I speak is not my word as a pastor, not my idea, just as it wasn't Elisha's power or word to Naaman in the Old Testament. No, it is God's word. And if it is the Lord's word, then it is the word that has power from the blood of Jesus Christ. That is the only question that is truly necessary for a pastor to ask when he is hearing someone's confession. It's this, do you believe that the forgiveness which I speak is God's own forgiveness? Do you believe that my words are not my own? If you don't believe that, why in the world would you come to me? But if you do, then know that your faith is not in vain. Do you believe, as the centurion did, that if only this word from Jesus the Lord would be spoken, then indeed it would be healed? Well, then faith has exactly what God's word says. Faith gets what it believes. The I am is willing. Let it be done for you as you believe, Jesus says. And the servant is healed at that very hour. Let it be done for you as you believe. I, the pastor, say to the penitent, and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And are you not forgiven truly indeed? Amen, says faith. Amen, says the absolved Christian. I am. Our Lord Jesus Christ has mercy on you. His word does what it says. So let it be to you also according to that word. Believe it, and let it be done for you as you believe. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
Almighty and everlasting God, mercifully look upon our infirmities and stretch forth the hand of your majesty to heal and defend us. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, you declare your almighty power chiefly in showing mercy and pity. Mercifully grant us such a measure of your grace that we may obtain your gracious promises and be made partakers of your heavenly treasures through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. The Lutheran Prayer Hour is brought to you each Sunday morning by the Lutheran congregations of the Missouri Synod in southeast North Dakota. This morning's broadcast was conducted by the Reverend Sean Denzer, visitor of the Southeast Circuit. If you have no church of your own, we extend a cordial invitation to hear God's Word with us at one of our Southeast Circuit congregations. You can find service times, sermons, and other information for the faithful Lutheran Church nearest you at sendlcms.org. That's S-E-N-D-L-C-M-S dot O-R-G. If you have any questions about the Bible, the Lutheran Church, or any comment regarding this broadcast, address them to KBMW 605 Dakota Avenue, Wapaton, North Dakota, 58075. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. <laughs>